Story, where we are taking a trip around the Bible in 31 weeks. The story is just an interpretive tool that helps us get a better grasp of the whole narrative of Scripture. The story of God and God's mission to reconcile all things back to God's self. Last week, we covered the beginning of the Exodus, where the Israelites found themselves enslaved under an evil Pharaoh's thumb. And they were delivered by the mighty hand of God. This week, we're going to take a look at how the Israelites adapted to their newfound freedom as they marched toward the promised land. And just an aside, there are some uh, really challenging stories in our reading today. As a matter of fact, many of these uh, first couple of books of the Bible uh, are proved to be especially difficult for a variety of reasons for a variety of people. So let's remember that it is a-okay, in fact, it is good to wrestle with God as we struggle to understand uh, some of these ancient, ancient stories. Also remember that this version of the Bible, the story, summarizes and compiles different sections from different books of the Bible. So if you're ever thinking, hmm, did, did that just repeat itself or is Sam losing it? Both are probably true. But the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, overlap a ton. They share many of the same stories, but through different lenses and different angles. So remember, within each book of the Bible is a narrative context, which is the context of the people in the story itself, and an authorial context, which is the context of the people writing the story. And those are almost never the same, particularly in the Old Testament. Many of these books are written a long, long, long time after the actual events transpire. And so you can kind of see the context of the author um, shining through every story recorded in the Bible um, and their influence in, in really fascinating ways. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and leave some additional study resources in the description of this video. If you're interested in that kind of thing, you want to check those out, feel free to do so. Uh, learning more about the Exodus and uh, whatever. So now, without further ado, Chapter 5, Commands and Covenants. On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered that desert, and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord 
what the people had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people, consecrate them today and tomorrow, have them wash their clothes and be ready for the third day. Because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, Be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. They are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. After Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them, and they washed their clothes. And then he said to the people, Prepare yourselves for the third day. Abstain from sexual relations. On the morning of the third day there was thunder and lightning, with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. The Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up, and the Lord said to him, Go down and warn the people, so that they do not force their way through to see the Lord, and many of them perish. Even the priests who approach the Lord will consecrate themselves, or the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up Mount Sinai because you yourself warned us. Put limits around the mountain and set it apart as holy. And the Lord replied, Go down and bring Aaron up with you. But the priests and the people must not force their way through to come up to the Lord or he will break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. When the people saw the thunder and lightning, and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us, or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test us, so that the fear of the Lord will be with you to keep you from sin. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. On the cloud-covered summit of Mount Sinai, or in some versions, Mount Horeb, God handed down the ten most quoted, ten best-known rules that we've ever known, the Ten Commandments. All of these were shared so that the Israelites might know how to relate to God and to each other. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above or on the earth beneath, in the waters below. 
You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for their sin of their parents to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing love to the thousandth generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son, your daughter, or your male or female servants, not your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male or female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Moses was clearly the intermediary between God and the Hebrew people. After Moses received the Ten Commandments, he was given the laws of the Book of the Covenant, consisting of the expansions of the Ten Commandments. Fun fact, in total, there are 613 laws in the Book of the Torah. But now Moses would lead the Israelites in establishing their covenant with the Lord. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. And Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up twelve stone pillars representing the twelve tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as a fellowship offering to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in the bowls, and the other half he splashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. They responded, We will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. Spoiler alert, they don't obey. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. When Moses went up to the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up on the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain for forty days and forty nights. The Number of Completion The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive the offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. 
This is the tabernacle, and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. Along with giving Moses the Ten Commandments and the other laws, God instructed him as to how to organize worship for the Israelites. From that time on, God's presence would reside in the tabernacle, a portable tent of worship. Inside the tabernacle sat the lavishly designed Ark of the Covenant, containing the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. God set apart priests for service who conducted ritual service and other important worship activities. One day every week, the Sabbath, was set apart to worship God specifically and to rest from chores and business. Moses was away on the mountain for nearly six weeks, as the story goes. Meanwhile, in the valley below, the people's impatience would lead to Moses facing something not very good. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. And then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterward they sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. Whew. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I have commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone, so that my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you have brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, it was with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, that is, Jacob, to whom you swore by your own self. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he threatened. Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, There is the sound of war in the camp. Moses replied, It is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. 
When Moses approached the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf the people had made, and, and he burned it in the fire. And then he ground it into powder, scattered it on the water, and he made the Israelites drink it. He said to Aaron, What did these people do to you, that you led them into such great sin? Do not be angry, my lord, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, Make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them, whoever has any gold jewelry, take it off. And then they gave them the gold, and, and I threw it into the fire, and, and out came this calf. Moses saw that the people were running wild, and that Aaron had let them get out of control, and so become a laughingstock to their enemies. So he stood at the entrance of the camp, and he said, Whoever is for the Lord, come to me. And all the Levites, well... They rallied to him. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother and friend and neighbor. The Levites did as Moses commanded, and that day about 3,000 of the people died. And then Moses said, You have been set apart to the Lord today. For you were against your own sons and brothers, and he has blessed you this day. The next day, Moses said to the people, You have committed a great sin, but now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make an atonement for your sin. So Moses went back to the Lord and said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold. But now please forgive their sin. But if not, then blot me out of the book that you have written. The Lord replied to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. Now go, lead the people to the place I spoke of, and my angel will go before you. However, when the time comes for me to punish, I will punish. And the Lord struck the people with a plague because of what they did with the calf Aaron had made. Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you, because you are a stiff-necked people, and I might destroy you. On the way. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out of the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered that tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance. While the Lord spoke with Moses, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. 
Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, Lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Show me your glory. Hmm. And then the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. The Lord said to Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready in the morning, and then come up on Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not even the flocks and herds may graze in front of the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning, as the Lord had commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshipped. Lord, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people, forgive our wickedness and our sin, and take us as your inheritance. Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you. Before all your people I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Do not worship any other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down these words, for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights, without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, 
again. He was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them. So Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near to him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face, but whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. Moses had experienced God's awesome presence, and it showed. Now God would come down and reside among his people in the tabernacle, the mobile tent. This holy tent provided space for the rituals of sacrifice and cleansing from sin that God required. The best Hebrew artisans used their skills in woodworking, metalworking, weaving, and embroidery to craft the materials for the tabernacle. Fun fact, the word here used for skill is the same word used for wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Mm. The ark was made and it was gold covered with poles of acacia wood, also covered with gold, for transport. The specifications for all these materials were quite detailed, and the results must have been beautiful indeed. Yet, the most awesome and important feature of this portable temple was not the furniture that filled it, but the God who filled it. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they would not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day and fire was in the cloud by night in the sight of all the Israelites during all of their travels. During the year that the Israelites were camped near Mount Sinai, God taught them who he was and what he required of them. I am holy, so you are to be holy, God said. God instructed his people to bring specific offerings to the tabernacle, burnt offerings, grain offerings, uh, fellowship offerings, which is basically just like a potluck, Sin offerings, guilt offerings, the line of priests were anointed and an intricate system of animal sacrifices was instituted for the atonement of sin. The Hebrews learned God's laws about marriage, divorce, appropriate sexual relations, punishment for all sorts of things like murder, robbery, how to make restitution for wrongs. God desired that his people would become compassionate, merciful, but most of all, just. The promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was now becoming reality. And this new nation was to be different, so that the entire world would know and worship the one true God, the very source of life 